Welcome back to another episode of A Quick Time Out. On the show today is Matt Aldred, the strength and conditioning coach for the Furman Paladins men's basketball team. You'll hear a little bit about his background in soccer and how he used that to shape his career at both the University of Florida with the Gators and then now with the Paladins program. We also answered a few questions that you guys submitted by way of Twitter. I know you'll find some useful information that you can use this year with your players. As usual, I want to thank our friends over at 323 Sports for sponsoring the podcast. 323 Sports is a team dealer specializing in sports uniforms, equipment, footwear, and apparel. To find out more about how 323 Sports can help your athletic program, visit 323sports.com. Here is this week's interview with Matt Aldred. I want to welcome to the show Matt Aldred, strength and conditioning coach for the Furman Paladins men's basketball team. Thanks so much for fitting us into your uh, busy preseason schedule. Absolutely, Tony. My pleasure. My pleasure. And to start things off, you you have an interesting backstory, uh, where you're originally from, what you did before coming to Furman. Can you kind of give people just a real quick rundown of, of those things? Absolutely. Yeah. So I, uh, I'm from England, from a small town on the southeast called Eastbourne. Uh, my first experience coming out here with college athletics was when I was actually 21. Um, I went and played college soccer uh, at Division II school, West Florida and Pensacola. Um, I was able to play professional sport after that for a year, professional soccer. Uh, went home for a couple of years, as worked as a personal trainer and continued playing um, semi-professional soccer there. Uh, and then I just kind of got the urge to come back to the States. I'd seen what strength coaches did from my experience as a, as a master's student playing soccer out there and I just, I was kind of a bit bored really of training people that just wanted to lose weight and tone up. I wanted to work with performance athletes with their mindset. I wanted to work back in sport. Um, and so I, I, I quit my job as a personal trainer um, and I came out and, and looked for a graduate uh, assistant opportunity. And I was lucky to get that at the University of Alabama in Huntsville. Um, the soccer coach there was actually my, the head soccer coach there was actually my GA when I was at West Florida. So that's how I got connected with him. And I got into the strength and conditioning setup there. I was the first GA they had. Um, you know, they'd only had the strength and conditioning program for a year. Tyler Shimizu is the head, head strength coach there. He's an awesome dude. And he, he welcomed me in and took me under his wing. Um, so I did did my second master's there for two years. I worked with men's soccer, women's, uh, women's soccer, men's women's tennis, and then I had men's lacrosse. I was there for a two-year graduate assistant job. And then in the summers, obviously, because it's Division two school, we didn't really have our athletes in in the summer like we do with Division one schools. You know, they go home and... So I was able to head to Chattanooga and, and, and play amateur soccer for a team there. And I was able to do some work experience with the University of Tennessee in Chattanooga um, and met some met some really incredible coaches there and got great experience with football, with basketball, with, with even wrestling. Um, and then from that experience, um, you know, I got connected with uh, Preston Green at, at Florida um, and they had an opening there for, for a job working with men's tennis and assisting with men's and women's basketball. Um, so... After I'd done my graduate assistant role, um, I kind of I got that got that gig in Florida, which was pretty incredible. Going from D two school to to the Gators, to working with their basketball program, um, I honestly had no idea who who their best players were. I didn't really know much about <laughs> didn't really know much about <laughs> basketball. Um, but you know, I've, ever since I you know took that job, I was I loved it. I kind of it just it really really ignited a passion in me to to learn about that sport and obviously you need needs analysis of the sport but you know even working with tennis like those guys were phenomenal athletes from uh, phenomenal people as well and the coaching staff there and you know working for for Preston was just brilliant you know I, I would write notes every day <laughs> working working for him and his knowledge um, and so I was there for for ten months and then um, I got connected with Coach Ritchie here at Furman and they had a job opening uh, that Coach Ritchie kind of created. 
for for men's basketball here. So I uh, came for the job interview and thankfully got it. And I've been here for about uh, just over a year now. Um, so yeah, that's a bit of a random backstory. Um, you don't get many English strength coaches out here. I know that, but it's definitely doable. Um, and I'm, I'm very blessed for the coaches that have given me the opportunities to work with their programs um, to date. How was that transition going from being a soccer player to now pretty much exclusively working with the basketball team? Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of a weird one. I think it's, it's good because if I, you know, when I worked with soccer, I'd have the tendency to coach them sometimes on their soccer. You know, if I'm watching a game or if I'm in a weight session, I might try and talk to midfielders. That was my position and try and give them that, you know, um, game knowledge and insight and coaching. And, and that's not my job. You know, i got to stay in my lane. So I think working with basketball is great because I don't I don't have credibility as an athlete there with, their, with those guys. So I don't need to pretend to, to be a good basketball player. Like, they know I'm not. My shot's getting better. But, you know, <laughs> but I, you know I understand, like I say, the needs analysis of the sport. I'm around it every day. Um, get to know them as individuals. Get to know the positions. I my office is with basketball staff. So all I hear is basketball talk and that's all I research and all I read and just being around the sport and being exposed to it at such a high level with Florida. Um, you know, that, that, that makes it a lot easier for me to, to transition because I can just focus on training them as basketball players. I don't need to worry about how they are getting on with coaching because they have skill coaches, position coaches for that. Um, so it's, it's nice. And I think, I think the players do appreciate that. You know, I'm never going to tell them how to you know how to how to do a play out there or anything like that so it's it's just kind of nice to have that separation like saying soccer it, it's it kind of gets a bit there's a bit of a gray area because i'd want to do that and that's not my job just a side note a plug for someone like you i have personally observed that as a coach especially for the coaches that have the strength and conditioning background when they want to get into the weight room and kind of start start instructing their players and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. like the players almost tune you out yeah and to have somebody that's fresh that's like you that you know they can respect you like you said within your lane and, and they know that that's why you're there and just having observed you to just the energy that you bring to practice that's not basketball I think the guys really like that it's just it's kind of like a like a change of pace for them a little bit yeah and and you know I don't I don't dictate playing time um you know I'm, I'm big on the body language and practice and their energy and their attitude because obviously there are two things that you can control the energy and the attitude every time you step on the court every time you step in the weight room so that's kind of what I try and coach them on the basketball court and you know, and I, I do think they appreciate that because there's a freshness to that. You know, myself, the athletic trainer, we we correspond every practice session. We're talking constantly about our guys. So for me to not talk about their shot or like how they're playing, like it doesn't really concern me. You know, how they look, are they healthy? Are they moving right? Have they got a smile on their face? Are they putting in the effort? Are they doing all the extra bits? Are they sleeping right, etc.? So I think it is a nice fresh aspect. And, you know, and I'll... I'll say, you know, we have we have coaches here, and we've had I've had coaches in the past, and you know, with 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 you know, because the body is is strength and conditioning, right? So people have their ideas about nutrition and how you train basketball athletes. So we do engage in really good conversations as staff about that, um, you know. And I need to be um, I need to be less defensive sometimes about that and more open to it because you know these guys have played the game. You know, we've got members of staff that have been professional athletes, basketball players, and members of staff that have been in basketball for 20 years. And I've been in, let's say, two years. So I've got to be able to to listen to that and obviously still be strong in my ideas about what I believe is the best way to train them because at the end of the day, that is my job. So, you know, take information they have and, and see if it's applicable, see if I think it's, it's good information. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, it's a team effort with that. Um, but I realise obviously it's my, it's my job to, 
to do it. And I, and I love doing it. I love training these guys. Now you guys have transitioned into the practice sessions now, but uh, you're kind of still in that preseason phase, I guess, before the first game, uh, technically. So for you there at Furman, what's the goal that you have for your players during this kind of season of in-season workout sessions? Yeah, so it's, it's a good question. They, um, you know, they We started last week. And their intensity and their their volume on the court has definitely increased. Um, so they'll be doing a lot more running practices. Have gone from like an hour to let's say two two and a half hours. Um, and and so in the weight room, I have to kind of tone it down a little bit. I can't keep keep smashing them like I have been since April. Uh, we need to tone it down. So we've kind of gone to like a general prep phase. A lot of single arm, single leg work. Um, definitely no jumping in the weight room right now because they're getting enough of that on the court. Um, I, I always like to compare it control versus chaos. So the weight room is the controlled aspects and, and on the court is chaos. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know where you're going to have to twist. You don't know where people are going to come from. So they're getting a lot of the chaos right now. So I've definitely um, reduced the intensity and the volume in the weight room. Um, you know, we're doing, like I said, a lot of single arm stuff, not really doing big compound movements, more smaller muscles, smaller movements, smaller muscles, um, and just kind of checking in with them, seeing, seeing how they're feeling, uh, spending a little bit of time warming them, a little bit more time warming them up. And, you know, I've done that for the last four sessions um, just to get them used to this first week of practice. I might do it for another couple and then I'll probably get back into our, um, you know, our more higher intensity training uh, because obviously, look, we, we've still got a really important time to prepare for this season. We've probably got, what, four weeks for our first game. So, you know, we can't we can't completely dial it back in there, um, but definitely for the first week, um, you know, week and a half, I've, I've kind of toned it down a little bit because they need a little break. You know, their bodies are sore. They've gone straight into that practice mode. And, and so I have to I have to be aware of that. I know that a lot of the coaches that listen to this are, are high school coaches. And a lot of them have told me that they, they will have during the in season, just have the guys lift a couple times a week. And a lot of them are limited to the amount of time they have only sometimes like 30 to 45 minutes. What would you suggest that they focus on to maximize that limited amount of time that they have? Um, I think that's, that's ample amount of time, to be honest, to, to maintain their strength and even improve their strength in season. You know, it's not going to be a time of hypertrophy where they're really taxing the muscle itself and, and trying to put on size for these guys. But in terms of maintaining and improving their strength, that's a great amount of time. Um, I definitely focus on, you know, big compound movements, uh, you know, heel elevated squats, trap bar deadlifts, um, some, some bench press, incline bench press, chin ups. Um, just got to be really aware of the volume. So really reduce the reps. Um, so low reps and, and then that's going to be, um, you know, working more the nervous system than the muscle. So they're not going to get sore from it. So it won't really impact their their training ability later on that day or the next day, but it's going to keep those motor units firing um, and it's going to keep them ready and primed to to play that sport at the, at the highest level they can. Uh, some of the coaches have ever asked just because of, again, they, they know the importance of working out, but they don't themselves have the experience of doing it or even how to teach it. And so, you know, old school, we kind of called them the Olympic lifts, the, the big muscle movement lifts. Do you have any exercises that maybe they can substitute in for those or some ways that they can teach those without improperly teaching those and, and end up injuring their players? Absolutely. Um, you know, all Olympic exercises is, is triple extension, um, ankles, knees and hips. So, I mean, you can do that with a medicine ball. Um, you can be half kneeling with a medicine ball and you can um, come up to, to full kneeling, as it were. So imagine your heels on your butt and then you, you pull your hips forward. So you're kind of sitting upright while throwing a medicine ball behind your head. You can do that seating or, or sitting or standing. Um, you can do that with kettlebell swings. You can do that. You know, I like um, even just barbell squat jumps is a really good thing. Uh, barbell squat jumps is more going to target just a core squat and, and exploding up, more going to target the quads. And 
if you want to do a snatch grip jump, it's more going to target the lower back, which is one of the most important muscles for horizontal and vertical power. Um, so, you know, the, the Olympic movements, so, I mean, they're good. They do take a good amount of, of teaching time. Um, even just a trap bar deadlift jump, you know, that's, that's an expression of force, a dynamic force that's, that's different to just a regular lift. So it doesn't need to be an Olympic clean into a split jerk or anything like that. Um, you know, I, even doing a dumbbell push press or, or barbell um, push jerk or stuff, you can kind of Google very easily. But medicine balls are great for that. Kettlebells are great for that. Um, you know, resistance band jumps. Obviously, you just want to be careful in season. You're not exposing them to too many new exercises. Anytime you do a new exercise, um, there's an increased chance of kind of getting soreness from it because the body hasn't experienced it before. Um, and obviously, it's not something you really want your guys going through in season is to, to have them really sore before practice or before they play a game the next day. So again, low reps, uh, maximum expression of force, uh, and that, that should kind of help them out. Based off of what you've seen with players who come into your program, um, the coaches that are, are listening have players that they're sending to the college level. And while they want them to be successful at their schools, they also want to prepare them as best they can for their college programs. But as those players come in their freshman year, what are players lacking most? And what would you suggest maybe that they do to improve those areas? It's a, it's a good question. I get a wide wide variety of, of freshmen that come in. Um, some of them have had experience lifting. Some have had zero experience lifting. Some of them are pretty in tune with their bodies and their diets. Some of them really aren't. Um, I think the main thing I would look for 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 an athlete coming in is is just their ability to move. And that sounds really like generic, like obviously coach, you want people to be able to move. But, you know, can, can they squat well? Um, you know, can they, can they just perform body weight movements correctly? Have they got good balance when they're on single leg? Um, you know, are they able to do some chin-ups and body weight chin-ups? Are they able to, you know, do a squat um, going as low as they can so that the hamstring touches their calf, um, you know, with or without a heel elevation board? Uh, those those kind of things are, are really important. Um, you know, I expect them to be probably tall and skinny, which is fine. So we need to put some meat on the bones. You know, they, they come in at a prime age where, you know, the hormones are flying around and, and they're ready to get under a bar and they're ready to kind of, you know, lift some weights. And, you know, these are guys that, you know, 17 to 18 year old when I get them. And that's, that's, that's kind of the fun part about my job is, hey, it's going to be very, very tough in there, but you're going to see real quick change. Um, you know, so we have a freshman who was 17 and a half and he came in at 182 and he's now 200 pounds, you know, and he came in June. Hmm. And I actually saw a tweet about it today. Um, good strength coach Mike Boyle kind of liked it. And it was, it was funny because a lot of coaches be like, yeah, I put 18 pounds in him. It's like, okay, I did. But at the same time, this dude had never lifted before. Body <laughs> coming in, so like I should be able to do that, you know. And I tell I tell recruits all the time, like that that should be happening. That should be a pretty good, you know, freshman. I mean, and that's you know, I've got other freshmen that have, have maybe put on five pounds, you know. So he's obviously genetically pretty, pretty well well set up to to achieve that body size. Um, but yeah, for, for those guys, just just the ability to move well, um, you know, not be super super tight in their hamstrings, which is tough because these guys are so tall. You know, they're so tall, so they've probably got a bit of lower back weakness and a hamstring weakness. But just, I don't I don't really care so much about the weight when they first get here. It's about how, how they can move and if they can do full range of motion. That's that's what we hit on, hit on first before we start getting a bit fancier with, with loading it up, you know? Yeah, so much great stuff, but I, I know you're under a time crunch here. So maybe we can get you back on at some point, talk a little bit more. Matt, thanks so much uh, for coming on the show today. Of course, Tony, my pleasure. Thank you, have a good day. Just really quickly, if you haven't heard yet about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast to Spotify and Apple Podcasts and other platforms so your show actually gets heard. 
You can even make money from your podcast, no matter the size of your audience. It really is everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That'll do it for this episode. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already and share the podcast with your coaching friends to help us grow the game. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you again at the next time out.